Hello and welcome to day 77 of our Bible reading course at Ashford Baptist Church. After six weeks of resurrection appearances, the time comes for Jesus' ascension to the Father's right hand and the sending from heaven of power from on high. Today's passage is Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2 down to verse 41. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to come to your word once again. Grant me concentration, illumination, and a heart and mind that are free from worry or distraction. In Jesus' name. Amen. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered round him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, May his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us. 
beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justus, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, so he was added to the eleven apostles. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. 
Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptised, and about three thousand were added to their number that day. The book of Acts is part two of Luke's account of the beginnings of the faith that changed the world. If his gospel is about all that Jesus began to do and to teach, then Acts is about what he continued to do through his body, the church. The direction of travel in Luke's gospel is from Galilee to Jerusalem, whereas in John, for instance, Jesus comes and goes from the capital throughout. In Acts, it goes back out as chapter 1 verse 8 famously describes, from Jerusalem to Judea, then Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is the journey we shall make during the next few days. At each stage, the believers will be witnesses, a key word in today's reading. As well as being mentioned in chapter 1 verse 8, it's a requirement of the new apostle chosen by Lot to replace Judas for one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And Peter also refers to it in his Pentecost sermon. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. We note in passing how the believers joined constantly together in prayer, something that will become a significant feature of the early church. Also the mention of Jesus' brothers among them, during his earthly ministry, they'd refused to believe in him, but now, since his death and resurrection, they seem to have changed their minds. Indeed, one of them, James, would go on to take a prominent leadership role in the Jerusalem church. The group of believers were already a sizeable number, about 120. The events of Pentecost are familiar enough, but never lose their drama and impact the sound of a violent wind filling the house, the sight of something like tongues of fire settling on each one, and their own tongues released from the limitations of Aramaic 
to speak in all the languages of those who had gathered in Jerusalem for the festival. Here we see the initial phase of the divine strategy, as the first missionaries to Judea, Samaria and the ends of the earth are already there in the city on the day the Spirit comes. Much more will follow, but this is the launch event. Peter preaches his first sermon, and it's a good one. As well as the fulfilment of Old Testament prophecy, it's really interesting to see how much he's processed in the 50 days since Easter about Jesus' death and resurrection. That it was all part of God's plan. That death couldn't possibly keep hold of him. That God had clearly raised him back to life, exalted him in glory, and poured out the Holy Spirit. All those Bible studies with Jesus had obviously paid off. Peter finishes with a flourish and a challenge. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. His words are met with an extraordinary response, and 3,000 people turn to the Lord in repentance, faith and baptism. Wow! There's an enormous shift in momentum between the final chapters of the Gospels and the opening chapters of Acts. In the Gospels, the disciples are largely bystanders and onlookers, observing an extraordinary and at times terrifying sequence of events and trying to make sense of what on earth is going on. But in today's reading, there's a complete contrast, as they now take up the mantle of their Lord, find their voice, their confidence, great energy and clear purpose. How does this compare with what I see in the church today, locally and nationally, and indeed internationally? Where are we more passive and where more active? Why are there such differences? The coming of the Holy Spirit was the catalyst for the work of the early church. What is my understanding and experience of the Holy Spirit? Do I have any questions? How can I find answers to these questions and so grow in this vital area of the Christian life? Lord Jesus, I praise you for the transformation I see in the lives of the first disciples and want to believe that you can do the same again in my day. Stir up your church, I pray, in this time of great world crisis and give us that same passion and conviction of Peter and his friends. I pray for courage and boldness in church leaders and for all your people that we might declare the wonders of God in our own tongues. Thank you too for the encouraging words of the two men dressed in white. This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Hallelujah! Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. <laughs>